Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Technical Foul Podcast. Uh, back again. The big news right now is Game Six of the NBA Finals is coming up. And game Five, Game Five was, eh, it was okay. I uh, got Ben and Rashid here. What's up, guys? Uh, you guys didn't give a shit about uh, the Game Five, did you? Just a little bit. Uh, it was. We all watched it together, so I think we did. I definitely saw the last three minutes. So <laughs> once he woke up, yeah, right. I saw the important thing. Ben did sleep the majority of the fourth quarter, as per usual. You know what time I went to sleep last night? What, Grandpa? Seven thirty? It was like it was like before eight thirty. It was eight something. Jeez. It was bad. I started watching TV and I just fell asleep. Oh, I was watching that mock draft special on ESPN. Uh, Is anything different? What do you mean? Anything different in the mock draft? Well, it was just like, they, it was kind of cool. They did it live. They had Woj giving his opinions about stuff. And then they had um, Mike Schmitz and Bobby Martino doing their, basically alternating, taking picks, picks or whatever, who they thought if they were the GM, who they mm-hmm. would take in this spot. So it was kind of cool. It's something that we, we would do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll get back to the so finals. Speaking of that, while we're on that, hold if on. If you second. had the first pick machine, who would you take? <laughs> no, seriously, no. I, we'll get back to like the entire reason this podcast is just going to be nothing but finals game five. But while we're on it, so in the NBA draft this year, how many picks do you get to until it's like uh, players just a, kind of a role player? How many? How many picks actually have like star potential? The first five. I think it's a three-player draft. You think there's three? There's three players this year. It's a three-player draft, and then after that, it's it's pretty much who do you like? What skills do you want to take? Put on your team. It's role players. What you need to fill holes. It's not and not necessarily role players. I mean, I feel like there's a there's a lot of talent, but it's kind of evenly spread. If that makes sense. There's a lot of guys who could be like a fringe starter slash role player who could be in the league for a long time, I feel like, pretty deep into this draft. But as far as like potential all-stars or guys that you're pretty sure are going to be at at a high level, I'd say three. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree. It's a tier one and then straight down to tier three. And it kind of depends on how you define the word role player, too. Because for me, I think of a role player still as like a fourth or fifth starter who's not like a star player. You know, I still think of them, to me, as like a role player. So it could be guys like, we'll we'll talk about Nikhil, but I think Nikhil has the potential to be a starter in the league, but maybe not necessarily a star in the league. You know what I mean? Like he could be like a fourth or fifth guy on a really good team and play in the league for a long time. I think there's a lot of those type of guys in this draft. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, Clay Thompson is a role player as far as I'm concerned. If if he's not on if he's not on Golden State and they're not winning championships, what he does is he he is not the face of a franchise. He's not a superstar. He's a role player. He comes in, he does his job, he does his job well. He's a great player. But that's what I think. Like See, I I'm not disagree. talking. About, I'm not talking about like you know seventh man. You know sixth, seventh man right. that come in and do you know fulfill like a specific task. Like you know he's the the kick the field goal kicker on a 
football team is a role player because he has one thing that he does. I don't mean it like that. I mean it like, you know, you have superstars and then you have guys that are just good, solid role players. They're just players. See, I think, it's, good. So I that, think it like this tier, like superstar, star, role player, project, bench guy. That's kind of It the, took a long time to get to the bench. I mean, you're like 9th, 10th, 11th. Guys are your bench guys to me. Yeah. The guys that aren't in your normal rotation. Your veterans. You're just trying to fill out the yeah. roster, you know, for but locker room purposes. I don't think Clay, uh, uh, Clay of a role player because of this. Because he's the third best player on arguably one of the best teams of all time. Okay. And I, agree. I definitely think he's a star because of... He's his, a star. He's arguably, like, what, top top three shooter of all time? And you probably don't give him as much credit because of Steph. But I think you got to think of him, Ray Allen, Reggie Miller, in that sentence, in that breath, you got to have Clay Thompson. Oh, yeah, the same. And the thing is, like, dude put up 37 and a quarter. Like, your normal average role players aren't aren't putting up those guys. And I think he would – his numbers would inflate quite a bit if he was, like, the main guy. Now, I don't think his team would necessarily be successful because if it was all laying on him, he does have – He's not as good at creating his own shot. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, definitely. And he definitely is a product of the situation. Like, I agree with that 100%. I mean, He's playing. This is the best version of Clay Thompson's situation right. he's in right now. But at the same time, like, if he was on, I don't know, throw a team out there that's not a playoff team. Timberwolves. If he was on the Wolves and he was your main guy, your second best player. I think he'd average 30 a game easily. Yeah, it was so we kind of talked about this with uh, Mookie Betts a couple months ago. And the conversation was like, you know. When, when did we talk about Mookie Betts? About Mookie Betts. Oh, sorry. We talked about that, like, Rashid was like, he thought that Mookie was kind of slighted and that, like, the MLB didn't use him more, like, as the face of the MLB. Yeah, correct. And that's what I'm saying. Like, those guys, to me, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. How many guys in this draft have the potential to be that guy? See, the, the, those face, are the, the face of the league superstars. Right. Superstars. Three. You think I those think three, three guys? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's. I mean, that's really all. Is, you yeah. Know, at, and, of course, there's no way to predict. There could be a guy late in the first round, middle of the first round, that could end up being a superstar. Yeah, there's really I mean, not a way to predict that. I mean, Giannis. But if you, like if you talk teams. about the guys and the level they played at in high school and college and the abilities they have, to be a superstar, I'd say three. Yeah. I think most people would, experts would agree with that. So back to the NBA Finals, um, the big story going into Game Five was one hundred percent just the shock that I don't think anyone going into the series would have predicted that going into Game Five it would be Golden State down three one with their backs against the wall. That was the biggest story going into it until. Day of, when it's announced that, reports. like when it's announced that KD is actually going to be active and going to play in the game, uh, at that point the whole conversation changed. It wasn't about oh my gosh, can the Warriors pull it off? It was you know hey, can Toronto hold them off now? KD's back. Right. You know the the com- yeah. the whole story completely shifted. And um, so what did you what was you guys's first um, like first thoughts whenever like you heard after him missing a month 
with this quote-unquote calf injury, what was your guys' first thoughts of, oh, man, KD's back? What, what, what through your head first, Raz? How long? Honestly, for me, I was excited. I was like, okay. So I remember asking you guys, well, this, <clears throat> does, this, does this series start now because KD is playing? Because obviously they're a completely different team when, right. he's, when he's playing, when he's in the lineup. Um, no one questioned, is he maybe 75%? And we, everyone kind of felt like he most likely is not going to be 100%, but that wasn't even the question. It was the fact that regardless that they're down 3-1 and only one other team has came back from 3-1, which was Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Warriors. Honestly, I thought that but like it was just with him, even playing. at like 70%, they would have a much better chance. Right. And if they could pull this one off in Toronto, that going back to Golden State, it would give them a lot of momentum. And if they could win at Golden State, I mean, you're talking about one game left. It completely surprised me because they were in Toronto. You know what I'm saying? I was, yeah. You know, I had them losing the game with or without KD before the game because I just didn't feel like with Toronto having the momentum. Well, you go into their house and take two house, from them? Yes. Why? Why? Mind how you, can you not be the They just favorite? lost two games in Oracle yeah. back-to-back. My so, thing is, I think... You're the champ until proven otherwise. Yeah. So I've I've been strongly via text proof. I've strongly been in the Warriors' corner this whole time. Yeah. Now, do I think Toronto still has a good chance to win? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Golden State's gonna have to pull off borderline a miracle, winning three games in a row in the finals, the two in Toronto which is still going to be really difficult. But if anybody can do it, I mean, you're talking about one of the best teams of all time, even before they had Durant. Now, they did have other pieces like Harrison Barnes and some other guys that they don't have now because Durant is there. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, you know, Golden State did wind up pulling the game out. KD comes in, he plays, he's jumping around pregame. They oh, show, the way, you know, him. Tony predicted uh, what six minutes in? You said he was. Going to I think. I mean, even though he was jumping around pregame, they showed him shooting and stuff, and he looked like he had spring in his step. I gave him six minutes before he would uh, be hurting out of the game, which is and just about accurate because you saw him with the ice it pack. Like, it was like five minutes and change left in the first quarter, so I guess I would have been like six minutes and change. He's on the he's on the bench with ice pack down around his leg, and I'm like, oh I mean, man. Even I was on the edge of my seat because he hit the deck like two or three times, yeah. you know, during the first half. You know, he and Serge Ibaka hit the floor, you know, Serge right. fouled him pretty hard. So I was like, oh, everybody, I feel like I was cringing because I was like, he's just now coming back, getting some minutes, and he's already hitting the deck. So, but he got up yeah, really quick, but the he big popped thing, up, and he was ready to go. So, but the main thing is, I mean, he, he came good. in and he was making a difference. He was. I mean, he was oh, he was doing his thing. He came in. We had, they were what, hitting 15 shots. 15 points in 11 minutes. He was yeah. 3 for 3 for, from the arc in 11 points. His presence was definitely being felt until the second Two quarter. Uh, until the second quarter when he goes down off of a uh, off a three-point shot and uh, lands. He went – no, he, was, he, he was wasn't even on the shot. He was dribbling. Yeah, dribbling, dribbling out at the yeah. – out of the uh, – right at the three-point line – and yeah, and dropped dropped down immediately. 
he knew, everyone knew, I mean, it was you, over you with. You could see it from the camera angle. Oh, like yeah, when his, they, they the showed the camera angle. through his whole leg. Yeah, like, the, the slow-mo camera angle yeah. showed everything. Um, but at that point, um, you know, it was still kind of a close game, but did you did you feel like, oh, no, it's over with now, or did you feel like Golden State still had a chance? With a half left. Then you want to go first. Well, I like- thought they still had a good chance because of the lead they had put up. But at the same time, I was kind of worried about the injury just deflating them yep. emotionally. And I thought that might take a big toll on them as far as this particular game. And it did. And I think it that is the main thing that I'm worried about going forward is just the emotional toll it's taken on them. You can tell they care about KD. Like, his teammates really love him. Or, obviously, the organization loves him. But, yeah, I was... I thought that there was a good chance Toronto comes back after that. Which, and they did. They come back and they're up by six. But then, you know, Clay and Steph decide they're going to turn it up and hit alternating threes. And uh, Toronto calls a timeout whenever they were... I mean, had momentum... They have momentum. They're running up and down the court, and all of a sudden, they decide they want to call a timeout. Coach says, when questioned about it, he said, "Oh well, you know, we had one that we had to burn before." He said they we were, were losing him or whatever. Like, trying to give but yo, we're, yeah. we're missing. We're, we're not even acknowledging the the what ten point sprint Kawhi had during that. I think he had scored fourth. twelve straight. Yeah, tw- twelve. That was probably twelve of sixteen. That's probably 16. the portion of the game where I was asleep. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did. and He, the, he yeah. went ham. Yeah. He was in like third gear, and then he went, he pressed the pressed the red button, MIB reference, MIB reference, and took off. Nos. Yeah. He, he, he scored 10 straight points. He was, we, I remember looking at Tony, I was like, dog, he's he's on. Like, you know, and then I went on Twitter right there, and people were talking, you know, leading up to the game, people were making comparisons to, Kawhi and Kobe and Jordan and everything like that, and at that moment you couldn't you couldn't tell the difference. He he was looking for blood. Yeah, he, I mean he he definitely at that point looked like he was taking over the game, and then the coach put the brakes on. Golden State come back and one that went in the game. And at that oh, point, man, despite several mistakes by Boogie Cousins, man, oh, he had man. turnovers. Bad well, he had an offensive couple of and fouls. defensive goaltending. Yeah, he yeah. had a. Now, now the the block, the the moving screen call that was like a Question that back. is never ever ever called at that point in the right. game. Yeah, I mean it's super rare that they would make that call. And mm-hmm. to be honest, didn't it look like to you, Fred Van Vliet was just grabbing on dude anyway? Yeah, like he was, he was tugging on him. Yeah, so it's like that's a no call to me. Yeah, you gotta let that run. I think he got couple, hosed on a couple of those, but. To reference Canadians. And Boogie wasn't doing anything until (laughs) KD went down. Like, he was about to get, like, a uh, DMP because he he didn't get any run the first quarter until the second quarter when he got checked in. He was pretty much out of the rotation, but then Boogie got hurt again as well. Yeah, so that's another storyline, too. It's like, you know, DeMarcus, you know, he probably wasn't going to play that game if KD stayed healthy. You know what I'm saying? Because they were taking full advantage. I mean, they're de- definitely down big time injury wise. Because you got to think, Iggy's kind of banged up. Katie's out for good. They, I think Looney's out. Looney's for the rest out. Of the series. And then 
Looney's out. Like you said. I mean, Clay's playing on, I don't know how, what percentage his hamstring is. He looks fine. 45 legs. So, that definitely hurts him. I mean, talking about two starters. Mm-hmm. So, it, but at the same time, you got two of the best shooters of all time. Probably the best, quote unquote, role player ever, maybe. Talking about a guy who just does it all for you. I mean, he's He's shooting 57% in the finals beyond the arc. That's crazy. You talking about Clay? I'm talking about Draymond. Oh, okay. My bad. But that's still a real but, bad. Yeah. No, I was saying the two greatest shooters of all time, and then Draymond, I think, is arguably the, one of the greatest role play, quote unquote role players of all time when you yeah. think about it. A guy who just does a little bit of everything for you. If you ask him, he's the best defensive player of all time. I mean, he's a very, very good defensive player. Multiple, I think he's won multiple yeah, defensive player of the year. Seven one in wingspan. They still have a chance. I mean, they're going home. This is the last game in Oracle Arena. Mm-hmm. That's huge. I definitely think they pull out this game six. Mm-hmm. You see his uh, KD's Instagram post. Yeah, but the surgery went well. And yeah, all that. surgery went yeah. well. At home with the nation. So uh, you kind of already mentioned it, but going into so now, I mean, that's kind of over with. We can go back on it a little bit in a minute, but um, with that being over with, game game five being over with, game six going into uh, back to Golden State. Like I say, last game in Oracle Arena. Um, Kind of threw me off because I was about to ask the exact question that you already answered. So you think Golden State pulls it out, Raz? You think they're going to be able to to pull up their bootstraps and and pull this game out, or you think nah, Toronto closes it? I, you know, we had a group text and saying, you know, what 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 do we predict? And I said Toronto in seven. So I thought it was going to be over Game Five. I still think it's going to be over, but. Um, do you think Golden State's going to win this one at home? Because you kind of contradict yourself. You sound like you're no, no. I still think I still think they're going to lose Game Six, and Toronto is going to be the champions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But but, but originally you had said originally I had said Raptors in seven, seven, but I think it's just confident game the Raptors pulling yeah. it out one way or another. Yeah. Because I mean, they obviously they were they needed that eleven points from. From KD before he went out because they only won by one point. I have a question for both of y'all. Do you think this has been one of the the best playoffs in a while? If you had to think back on it, can you think of a playoffs that had more parity in it? No. I mean, and, and just because there's been no competition in the West and... A.K.A. the LeBron. Right, which there's basically still none this year. Um, but the East, I think them not having like I don't I don't I don't know. I mean, they're all professionals, so you would think that they don't really have this mindset. Everybody, you would you would think that the mindset would be you know everyone would think hey we can win we're professionals we're the best. But when you have a team that's that dominant, a player that's that dominant when he's when LeBron is in the finals, what six years in a row. It's you have eight, to think eight years in a row, I think. In the finals? In the, sure. So w- when you have a play a one single player 
that that many times, like, it has to start getting in some of these guys' minds of, well, you know, hey. Oh, they were absolutely The East, the East is still, like. Had real estate in Toronto's head for Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, years. You, you would think that as professionals, they wouldn't have them, they wouldn't let that creep into their mind, but it's hard not to whenever you see, like, okay, well, whichever team LeBron plays for is going to the finals, so uh, if, LeBron, if LeBron's not my teammate, I'm just going to go out here and just play and have no chance of actually winning. But now, like, like LeBron's out of the East, so all these teams that were kind of borderline teams in the East, it seems like they all stepped up this year, in my mind at least. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, you have the East is Toronto and year. Philadelphia and Boston and you know, all these teams. Like, Milwaukee no. made a huge leap. They, they all look like great teams now whenever last year they looked like you know, could you, if you were in the West, could you even make the playoffs? <laughs> and now right, all of a right. sudden it's like, wait a minute, these teams are actually good. I mean, I you think know? you had a legit four or five teams. I, honestly, I think uh, the Pacers would have been a lot better had Victor Oladipo not got hurt. I mean, he's their best player, and they were playing really well. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I hate to think that one player can have that much of a mental impact on an entire half of a league, but it seemed like that definitely happened. And not to jump ahead too quickly, but um, they could be even better next year if like some of that talent gets spread out. Like if Kyrie goes to Brooklyn or something like that, Brooklyn could be a legit contender with the way they played. Inspiring basketball, I thought, and during the first round. And, um, you know, if Orlando gets a little bit better and some of these other teams step it up a little bit, you could have even deeper East. Yeah, I mean, so to answer your question, yes, it does seem like is a lot more parity, a lot better competition, especially in the East. You know, the West kind of was the opposite because the Rockets were kind of a borderline team. They were in the competition, or they were in the conversation. All of a sudden, they're non-existent. Yeah, and well, they they had a lot of injuries. I give them. Credit. Right, but what I'm saying is as far as the playoffs go, I mean, regardless yeah. of why they weren't in the conversation, you know, you would think, like, if you were to ask before the season started, hey, you know, which conference is, during the playoffs is going to be more interesting to watch? Oh, it's the West because, you know, you got LeBron going to L.A., you got the Rockets, they're still kicking oh, on the door, State Golden Warriors, State's right. here, you, uh, you know, and then couple young teams. Uh, I mean, I don't know that anybody predicted Denver to be as good as they were, but... You know, Oklahoma City's, they're still up and coming. So a lot of these teams, like, if you were to ask at the beginning of the season, hey, going into the playoffs, what's going to be the more fun conference to watch? Well, it's the West. I mean, that's not the way it worked. It was definitely the, I, the East. I think they were still both good. Like, I yeah. think you probably had, like, four or five legit teams from each conference, which to me... It was a it's a much better balance. It's like the best competitive balance. Yeah, it's we've had in a it's long a good time. Sight of balance, which hasn't been, which you know, is the reason I think I hope going into this free agency, it's not like a everybody join up with LeBron kind of thing. Or I say we just up. convince LeBron to retire, and then the entire league thinks that they have a chance, and <laughs> basketball gets better, and Tony may actually watch it. Well, here's the thing: if KD leaves. Which there could be a legitimate chance. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about that next week. Um, and goes to a team that wasn't in the playoffs, like say the Knicks. Or if uh, if you add 
another star player to LeBron and the Lakers. I mean, they could be a little bit better, and that could not not necessarily like dominant like they were before, you know, with LeBron teams, but still have a good chance. You know what I mean? Like, I think we could have a really we could have the best competitive balance there's ever been next year. So, at what point, um, you know, we're kind of done talking about playoffs for now because we kind of discussed what we think is going to happen, but to kind of get on a tangent, at what point do um, some of these players for Golden State, like Clay Thompson, or Draymond. If, they, if they keep winning, like let's say they do pull it out and they win this year, do any of those guys say, hey, look, I got three, four rings, like I'm going to go try something different. Do any of those guys you think step out or you think, like, Clay just sits back and like, yeah, I'm just going to keep riding this train? I don't see anyone but Kevin Durant leaving. Yeah. And that's because, I mean, when you're that successful, nobody leaves a championship team, really, when you think about it. And the only reason I could see Kevin Durant doing it is, number one, the money. If he's guaranteed a big contract somewhere else. Number two is the legacy thing. Because I think a lot of people, he, he thought that a lot of people were just going to love him for winning championships. And they, in fact, have discredited a lot of the fact that he's won a championship because he joined with other great players. I think he wants to go and prove it to everybody else. Hey, I can do this by myself or I can do this where I'm the, I'm the man, you know, obviously or whatever. You know what I mean? But, but would he other still than need- that, those other guys, I don't foresee them leaving. I mean. With him leaving though, like that, would he still? He still needs to. He would still need help. He'd still need to oh, team up absolutely. with. Uh, yeah, you he know, wouldn't, he wouldn't want to be in a situation where he's outside of the playoffs every year playing with inferior guys. He'll want to at least. Well, I mean, he had he had he had a in. great supporting act in Oklahoma City, and they couldn't. Right, but they were a on the verge. Like I mean, they were there. Yeah, a player but, like him, he doesn't want to be like a put in a situation like Anthony Davis has been put in. Where he's a superstar basketball player, but listen, it's very hard for anyone hard to, to win without help, right? right. So he's yeah, and he's, the, we've seen that with time and time again, where LeBron has come up short, and that's because of the talent around him. But you think he would want? What do you think he would prefer? Like with his current, he's once he's won championship. What, what does is he, he have? To is, he, him? is he is he yeah. is he more willing to go and like? team up with Kyrie and go like, hey, you know, we got a good base start? Or is he more likely to go like to uh, Brooklyn or something like that and hope that Anthony Davis and maybe a draft pick or two and the, come there? Yeah, come there with him. Do you think he's more likely? Had he more, not gotten uh-huh. injured, the situation would have been more of a him easier. teaming up with another yeah. star player like a Kyrie, like Kimba Walker, like some somebody like one of the top free agents coming with him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that he's hurt, I don't know that another top player is going to want to come there and wait a year for him to come back and be in this situation. Now, it could. So you don't think that another star player would be willing to take a chance, like in a speculative chance on him? Do you think there's going to be many teams lining up to take speculative chances on him? Oh, definitely. definitely. I think yeah. there's a at least uh, probably a handful or four teams willing to. Take a chance on now, arguably was the it, best player. Was it you or was it Ryan that was texting to, to acting like he had to take the 
player yeah. option and all yeah, this our, stuff. Our friend Ryan, yeah. our friend Ryan, he's he sounded like he was almost convinced that man, he's got to take player option and take that guaranteed money. Like, you know, he doesn't know if anybody else is going to pay. Him. He's Kevin Durant. This is my yeah. strong and opinion. Kevin, before I heard anybody else say anything about it, any other media people or whatever, is that. There are teams out there who have struck out time after time in free agency that are going to be willing to pay Kevin Durant $160 million, even if he sits out for a full year, which he's going to have to. Yeah. And we all know that really the Achilles injury is a two-year injury as far as coming back to 100%. Yeah, it's at least like 200 to 300 games missed. So as far as that, as far as that goes... What do you, what that do you think? Phase. What do you think actually happened, as far as his injury goes? Do you think that he had a calf injury, maybe no. a maybe a lower calf injury, no. and no. that the weakness in that calf, you know, lent itself to the Achilles injury? Because for the entire month, KD's out because of a calf injury. I mean, you I saw where this dude was grabbing. If he was, if that's his calf, he has the longest calves in that's all. That's the thing. I, human me, you know. Me. No, this time it was definitely his Achilles, hundred percent. But no, the, I'm talking initial about the, first time. In, the initial the initial injury, injury was he grabbed so low. Right. I don't. It, you know. And I. What do you think, Raz? You think it was originally an Achilles injury? I think it was always been a. Achilles injury. Yeah. I, I think We're all in 100% agreement. Yeah, yeah. But I think, me personally, I think they tried to control the narrative because... 100%. That's the only reason know, why they would say calf. Right. Because, you know, to not speculate, oh, because there, there was, was some probably a good chance of him coming, oh, yeah. coming back. Well, yeah, it was it, a good chance on their part of saying, hey, no Toronto, Achilles it's, just, it's just a calf well, injury. Okay, right. do, I have, do I have a torn ACL or do I have a sprained ankle? Well, if I got a sprained bum knee, if, say that. Listen, yeah, oh yeah, he's got a he's got a sprained knee or a torn ACL. Yeah. If if he's got a sprained knee, we still got a game plan for him because this cat could come back. Right? Yeah. If he's got a torn ACL, he's done. It's all about if how he's you got a it. if he's got a strained now I'll say this lower leg injury, calf injury. Yeah. We still got to think about him. If he's got a torn Achilles or he's got a strained Achilles that's right on the verge of being torn, yeah, he's not going to be out there because he's going to be done. Right. And Obviously, you saw that. It also took effect when. How he how aggressive he was coming in the game because, you know, he came in knocking down threes and being aggressive to to at the rim. And do you think that was do you think that was him and his and his sportsman his like mentality his killer instinct? I'm saying, hey, look, if I'm gonna he play, I'm gonna chess. if I'm gonna play, I'm gonna go 100. percent Or do you think that that was partly on like the training staff and doctors telling him, oh yeah, man, you can go, don't hold back. Or do you think that was his? No, I, I think, think that's hundred percent KD. I think, think that was him. His, yeah, he's just a hooper. That's he can't how, go out there. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Like even if they tell him, "Hey, man, that Achilles ain't right. Go out there. You know, fifty percent. You know, you can hit an open three. This and that. Don't get crazy. When you when he gets on the court, he's not going to hold back. There's no yeah. there's no hold back. Listen, no I, hold back. I've been a Kevin Durant fan since Texas. Like he's been one of my favorite players since he got drafted in the league, and. This is what I, lo- I love about him is he's he wears his heart on his sleeve. He really does. He definitely cares what people think about him. Whether he says he doesn't care or not, there's been a lot of things that he's done in his career, such as the burner account and stuff like that. Obviously, he cares what people think. 
I think the narrative of him not playing because he just wants to wait out for the money is probably drove him crazy because he really loves basketball. You could tell he just he loves, totally basketball. loves basketball. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he's... And the thing is, like, people are questioning his love for the game versus is he just going to sit out and wait so he can get paid or whatever. And that's not in him, I don't think. I think the only reason he's sitting out is he's truly hurt. And the fact that he, he probably had somewhat of a strained Achilles. Yeah. So do you he think was... he was on the verge and he and he talked them into it? Like, listen, I'm going to play situation? Or do you think he was actually cleared to play and then he said, oh, okay, I'll do it then? A little bit of both. I was talking to Ryan about this on the phone earlier. And he, Ryan mentioned the whole medically cleared to play. And I feel like that term is so loosely used because it's like – you know, medically cleared. So does that mean you're medically cleared to do what you do? Or is that you're medically cleared to just to be active? Or are you medically cleared to just, uh, you know, continue basketball activity? So what does that actually mean? Well, I don't think like, anybody a, would say player, he, was, he was at 100%. To a player, no, what, no, no chance. What, what message are you trying to send? Am I, oh, okay, so I'm 100%. It's really completely up to him. And I think it really just came down to, okay, Obviously, after the injury, which is why people were so emotional towards the situation, um, he he hurt himself by by playing, which he yeah. probably shouldn't have played in the first place. So that confirmed that he wasn't he just holding out. Now, he wasn't holding whether out. he, he really thinks hurt. he should have played or not might be something totally different. That maybe he could wasn't sleep ready. at night if he wasn't, wasn't ready to in there to at least trying. Oh, listen, with his team, with his team. On the verge of elimination, if he felt like he could be of any assistance to his team, I guarantee you he was one hundred percent the catalyst for him being on for, sure. for him being on the court. One hundred percent. Because if you if you leave it to the doctor, if you you know, if you because a doctor is going to be super conservative because they don't want to medically clear him and then him go out there and get hurt and then he say well doc said i could do it i 100 percent guarantee you the conversation is kevin i don't think you're ready but if you play it's on you see that's <laughs> that, that, okay that it has no, to be here's, here's, has to be here's what a doctor is let not say gonna things. let him go out there two things number one i agree with you because i think some of the stuff that bob meyer said uh, kind of alluded to that when he says if you're going to blame anyone, blame me. Because I, I agree, but I think the doctors probably said, like, if you go out there and play, there's a good chance you could re-injure yourself. Right. There's no doctor out there that's going to say, that's going to say hey, you know what, man? Just go balls to the wall. You'll be there's fine. There's no guarantee in anything. So, yeah. So, I, I think they're all said that if you, go, if you go out there and play, there's a good chance you could re-injure yourself. And they left it up to KD. And I think Bob Myers doesn't want the public or the media or anybody to say, to blame hey, hey, to blame K- the it was KD's, or to blame, okay. well, right. it was KD's decision, and he did this to himself. Yeah, I think he just said, hey, you know what, I'm the director of basketball operations. I took what they said, and I took Kevin's opinion into account, and the fact that he wanted to play, you know, it's on me because I told him it was his decision. I think which that's is, probably what happened. Which is probably why he was, which is probably exactly why he was emotional because he did probably 
weigh those options yeah. heavily. Right. And ultimately, it came to that decision, conclusion, and ultimately, <laughs> that's that's what happened. Cause this so to happen. Now, here's the other thing. It's crazy how life Here, works, though. Here's here's the thing. Here's the nail. It hurts. It hurts Kevin Durant in the sense of the fact that he can't play basketball for at, at least time. a year. Yes. Right. Nine months. But does this help his legacy? I say yes because I say now everybody says, "Well, Kevin Durant was willing to lay his career on the line with this Achilles injury." To go out there and play for his teammates for an opportunity to win. You think it raises his jersey sales? And they no, that, I don't argue, know. Arguably, I don't believe it put them over the top. It might have given them Golden State the confidence, motivation, and confidence to go out there and win this game five, which was crucial oh, to yeah. them going. Now they get to go back home, and if they win game six, like, they've got the momentum. That's what I'm saying. I like, think it clean, like you said. I think it cleaned his his image up a little bit. Yeah, well, I think it reverses. I think it reverses. Uh, no, because I mean, to me, I don't. I don't. I have never thought negatively of Kevin Durant. I've always thought he's a hard worker. You know, I've no, always I've always thought good of him. The mm, the thing the the negative when he wasn't playing. Was you still did you still have that? The same negative energy? aspect of what people think negatively of Kevin Durant has all been since he's been with Golden State. Yes. When he was with Oklahoma City, you did not hear the things that you hear now about no, him. No, no, it it's all been since that. The, the the narrative, if you want to use that word, has all been negative towards him since he joined Golden State because he joined a team that already won two yeah. championships. And in most people's eyes, that was a cop out in terms of competition. Right. So like I don't you're think joining a team that's already won two championships. And you're arguably one of the best two or three players in the league. Like Howard Hughes, of course, everybody they're going to be he the went, favorite. He went against tradition. Yeah, there. I think that I, I don't know that this like increases his legacy any, but I do think that it undoes some of those things, especially like people that like maybe thought of him as a you know thought of going to Golden State as a cop out as an easy move to make. You know, people yeah. who may have had those negative thoughts about him. Because of that, th- I think this undoes some of those things because it yes. shows that he's no pun intended a warrior. He's a fighter. He's well, that's he's what, a baller. Exactly he's what, trying to um, get out there. Somebody said somebody from the Athletic wrote an article about him, and I didn't read the whole thing, but I heard a quote from it saying that Kevin Durant is truly a warrior. Yeah, his mom. And now I think that cements his legacy as a warrior because of the fact that he went out there, he risked it all, he played for his teammates, and the reaction that his teammates had he gave it all when he got hurt and the reactions that the fans have had mm-hmm. i mean there that hurt me a lot to see him get hurt because i don't i don't want him part of his career to be anything but the highest level because we're talking about a guy who could arguably be a top 5 player when it's all said and done definitely top 10 in my opinion he's yeah he's definitely into that in that realm he could he could miss 2 years of his prime career, a year and a half minimum, I think, as far as being a hundred percent. Yeah, especially with especially with this happening so late in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, if this happened at the end of the regular season, you 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 know you've got, you know, if you miss one season, you've really got a year and a half. 
before mm-hmm. that next season starts that you need to be ready for. Right now, I mean, you you know, I mean, you've got you got going to miss all two of months. Next season. You've regular got two months, easily. maybe three months before. I mean, he's going to miss this entire next regular season and maybe the beginning of the following regular season. You know, because one thing that I will say about him that this that it's not a benefit, but it could help him the long run is that. He's not necessarily like a explosive type athlete. Now he's he's he needs athletic. to call AP though. He's athletic, but the fact that he's seven foot and has a long, you know, wingspan and all this, like his jump shot is pretty much unblockable, mm-hmm. and like his skill set is all, is all like it's skills. He's not going to lose those skills by injuring his Achilles. Mm-hmm. It's going to limit his explosiveness. Yeah. Which I think he could still play long into his 30s. But hopefully this heals up well for him. But like you said, he's not a guy insane. that he's not a guy who the majority of his game is may is based on Blood his force. his you know, quick movements, his ball handling, his, you know, Stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, I think you're right. They're like, like say I mentioned, I was joking around, but talking about Adrian Peterson, him coming back so quickly from a ACL injury, you know, and rehabbing, rehabbing so like so quickly. Like ACL is at least a year injury, and he comes back after like eight months. It's ridiculous. And but especially his what made AP's comeback so great is because in his position at running back. Yeah. The lateral movements, the exactly. stopping and stopping, the change of direction, stuff like that, that is his game, and it's so much force in the ACL. So it is so – that was – funny because I was about so to say huge, that. So, so huge. So huge crucial for, for you for to have that yeah. but, cru- <laughs> crucial right. ligament. But with KD, you know, that's not – that's, you know, that's not really how his game is. The real quick, you know, lateral movement. He's not, you know, trying to – Juke and jive people, yeah. you know. I mean, he has good so, handles. Yes, like, no, right. These but, type of things help him, but, but like that's my point. Yeah, yeah. It's like so, his yeah. is all based on skills. He's a great jump shooter. So if he puts like, in the work and rehab and stuff like that, good. you know, he he can come back when that thing's 95 percent. He, he can do that dirk to, shot yeah. all day off his off his uh, left foot, one foot. He doesn't yeah. even need he that right kill stretch forward. Not at all. He'll be okay. He could he could go out with a walking boot probably. Yo, Honestly, wanna, KD with walking see that boot is probably better than half the NBA. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, put that on Twitter. Just yeah. uh, any finishing touches on uh, on Toronto? We didn't really talk about them much. We we didn't give yeah, Toronto I mean, any credit. I will say this: I've been very impressed with. I Kawhi think they Leonard. could have easily won Game Five. It could easily. Have. Easily won Game Five. Easily. Too many. I mean, they. They, in my opinion, what I saw the entire game was them trying to go shot for shot from the three point line, and not playing their game. When when Golden State Kevin came out hot, they're they're sitting here trying to play. It appeared to me like they were trying to play Golden State's game instead of trying to play their game. Yes and no, but like if you're talking about like the Gasol threes and stuff like that, he's been doing that all season. Yeah. I mean, I think even they, when they he was trust him to Grizzlies. to apply that, that's you know, just an adaptation he's made to his game right. to, to keep him relevant in yes, the league. Exactly, and I think that the league is much more three based, so that's kind of 
how Toronto's played. But at the same time, like a lot of people have said, they should play faster because they don't think Golden State, even though Golden State is known for playing fast, they have not put up the numbers in this series to keep up with Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do have the advantage when it comes to up-tempo, especially with Siakam. They really don't have anybody to kind of slow him down. Um, the matchups is what's really going to yeah, be interesting gonna be, with yeah, KD yeah. back out. Right. No Looney. Because they had, they've had, that's, that's my thing. They've had the advantage the entire series, you know, game per game. Yeah, but the experience Without is KD, a big advantage too. It is, it is. But you see they needed those 11 points from KD to win by one point. So that's that's my, that's why I feel they're going to win games. Boogie could have done it. Boogie well, here's the thing. Most of the time, and I'm not talking about necessarily this series, but a lot of times role players step up at home. They play a lot better at home. Man, fleet. So I think at least Golden State has a chance to win this game at home. Or, like I said, it's the last game in Oracle. They're gonna come out. They're gonna they're gonna, gonna swing for the fences, and if they get the momentum, you never know what can happen back in Toronto. We can say that this is the last Oracle game. We can say this arena is going to be insane, and it's, yes. Oracle is known to be insane. It's, this is it's going to be, in my opinion, thunder. It's probably top five atmospheres, and I haven't been there, but I mean, as far as like. The roar you hear on television, the way people talk about it, like yes. it's got to be one of the top five atmospheres. I heard they pipe sports. in the crowd noise from the oh, speakers. Yeah. All right, Atlanta Falcons. How are they pump pump oxygen in the, in the arena? Pump, 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 pump. So who has the momentum? Oh, Golden State, I think right now. Oh yeah, going home. Three two, at home. Down. Yeah. Okay. They're tying it up. I'm telling you, tomorrow night watch so anyways that's it um so you guys got anything else no oh, ben, hey, what uh i saw dark phoenix last night oh my god <laughs> don't let me ask you if you've seen any movies or anything <laughs> well, well you're wrapping up, there's already. nothing on tv right now uh what do you think better or worse than apocalypse better than apocalypse better or worse Mike than Lim days Martin. of future past I'll still have Days of Future Past. I enjoy. I I will rewatch Days of Future Past because I just think it was okay. cool. Better or worse than First Class? Worse. Oh no! Excuse me. First Class was better than this. Days of Future Past. Nah. See, that's that was my opinion exactly. Yeah. I think, as far as the reboot X Men movies, mm-hmm. aside from the like standalones such as Logan, um, First Class. Mm-hmm. Then I thought this one, then Days of Future Past, then Apocalypse. Yeah. Because Days of Future Past, the timeline was just confusing yeah. to me, and I was like, I know. I'm really kind of glad on. that this is the last X Men movie by Fox. What What big changes do they you think Disney makes? Hated on them. Hated on. Who? This what? movie got bad reviews. It got. It was the worst opening X Men movie of all time. I liked it. I, I don't know. I, I wanted to I like it more. It. I wanted to I like think a it lot more. of it is people were tired of it, maybe, or whatever, but... I wanted to like it more than what I did, because I feel like... Because I remember watching the trailer, I was like, oh, snap, okay. this is Dark Here, Phoenix. Here's the I'm, one thing I don't like. The one complaint I have is the alien thing was stupid. The alien thing was stupid. Yeah. But the story behind the Dark Phoenix stuff, had, that was all good. Yeah, spoiler alert, but it was 
they spent time to develop what why they were there for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Most movies, like most bad movies, they don't spend, oh, what does this freak of the week want now? You know what I'm saying? But I feel like this movie, they at least tried to attempt to give cause and and reason to everything. And, but the acting was great. I feel like the acting was mm-hmm. great across the boards. And I think they went A-list across the board with these actors. Um, so the X-Men movies, they, you know, they started and then, you know, they decided to do, go back in time and do the prequel type deal. Now that Disney has them, when they make their movies, where do, where does it start? Does it start with the, you know, the, 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 I don't really have Early a guess going in terms to of that Dr. because I, I I think I've, we've seen School the, or? Disney just kind of take a different angle with I think, a lot of their yeah, stuff. Yeah, Disney take a different angle. I mean, do they start with do they start with all the the X Men mature or in the beginning of their adventures? Here's the hard thing: they got to find a new Wolverine. They got to find a new. They got to find a new face of this new. Franchise yeah, and the thing is that Wolverine is really well liked, and I think everybody across the board has thought. Hugh Jackman was a great Wolverine. They're gonna find no him. matter how good or bad the movies were, mm-hmm. he was perfect for that role. Right. Well, so I mean, Human Torch, and he makes a lot of money for that franchise too. Logan Slick is the best X Men movie. I think ever Dark Phoenix should have been like Logan, like as far as dark wise, and that's it, because it, it's it didn't R. have dark. <laughs> but that's because Logan's rated R. Right. They should have made Dark Phoenix R. There should have been more, not all of them, but. There should have been more R-rated. There should be more R-rated superhero movies. Period. They tried to because they tried to curse in this movie, Dark Phoenix. They just did it like one that. time. Yeah, but it wasn't. It didn't. You didn't feel it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if they would have made Dark Phoenix the movie, like Logan, as far as just the in, in, intricacies of the movie, I think yeah. uh, it would have been well well received. I but, think people are still kind of like. It's your 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 current movie is only is going to be only as good at least as the last movie because you know remember how um, Solo so yeah. when Solo came out um, people don't like people people didn't like it so the next movie uh, what was it episode two no not episode two Solo. Solo is the most recent one no oh. I th- I think those standalone so Star Wars movies have kind of flopped just because oh, no. they're not. They have flopped as far as people's expectations because they're not a part of the, they're not a part of the storyline. They're kind of spinoffs. So I think there's a lot of people that like, like, oh well, I don't really, I don't really get it. Like this is a completely different story. So there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of people that kind of didn't buy into the spinoffs for that reason. The diehard Star Wars fans definitely, you know, and they and. I thought they were both good movies, but I think some people just don't get it because, like, wait a minute, is it, is it Star Wars or not? Is it, you know, so I think that's kind of what kind of hamstring those movies is that they're labeled Star Wars, but that, you know, people going into it expecting to see Star Wars and they're, it's kind of like, wait a minute, this is something completely different. So you know, I can see, you know, being disappointed like man you know yeah, honestly, why, aren't, like, why aren't more people liking these movies these are good movies well mm-hmm. it's because those aren't diehard star wars fans they don't really casual fans. they don't really get it they're not really understanding what's going on mm-hmm. i actually thought that uh 
the first one was really good. Extremely good. And and I thought Solo was entertaining. I, I mean, I didn't like Force Awakens. First First Awakens was great. Oh no, I'm not talking about the. Oh, Rogue we're talking one, about Rogue the, one. the Star Wars stories. Rogue one. Okay. Yeah, Rogue One. Rogue One. Rogue One. Oh yeah, no, The Force Awakens is still might nice. be my favorite. Story. No, but those Star movies Wars. on those movies on the Star Wars timeline. Yes, absolutely. I mean, Episodes. I don't think they. I don't think they've suffered at all. I'm no, talking about the a lot of people did not like the last one, Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. a lot of people didn't like that one. Yeah. But The Force Awakens, I think, has a, a real high opinion for most people. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. people were waiting on that for twenty some years, and right? it was good. I thought it was great. Yeah, I mean, it's like probably my second or third favorite one. Maybe. Well, it's, it's not Empire Strikes Fifty back. years, but yeah, I mean, seriously, since the first movies, but yeah. Anyways, but um, is there anything else going on with you guys? No, uh, there's not really anything going on sports wise. Uh, NHL Braves are uh, red hot. Braves are Braves are hot right now. They're winning again today. Uh, the NHL finals. So hot right now. NHL Stanley Cup finals. The game seven's going on right now as we speak. Bruins look like they're going to close that out. And uh, Bruins or not the Bruins, the the uh, Blues. the Blues, the St. Louis Blues, up two nothing as we speak. So. Um, nothing else really happy. going on. Nothing else really going on in the sports world. Uh, nothing really else what? What? in the entertainment nothing. world right now. Wait, we got some what? Stuff what? soccer stuff going on. Oh, the, the Women's, Women's World, world Cup. Cup. I mean, they won the, thirteen to zero yesterday. Come listen, on, get out the of here. U.S. is just going to walk through this. It's no big deal. Keep moving. I was. I'll say this because I'm. Soccer has slowly creeped into like the second place for me as far as. Favorite sports to watch. Okay. And um, dang, really? Yeah. That's big right there. Over football. It yeah. It did for a while for me. For for a while for me, soccer was humongous for me, and it, it may have even as far as the most entertaining thing to watch sports wise on TV. It may have been my number one thing for a while because yeah. it was super entertaining. But to me, honestly, really the like the the fall of the U.S. men's national team has completely, as well as some issues that have happened with our local soccer team, where I was really into soccer for a while, yeah. and some issues with them, and the complete just implosion of the U.S. men's national team has kind of turned me off to soccer. I haven't been really, I haven't been really as into it as I was for a while, uh, but I can definitely, I mean, as a, as a whole, soccer has definitely become a lot more popular in the United States let me, the last let me, six uh, years, seven years. Let me years. say from somebody, experience of someone who... Three years. Began watching soccer because of 10, the World Cup and because of liking U.S. soccer and being able to get behind the country and follow it and being excited about that. I've watched like just about every U.S. soccer game since probably 2012 or so. And Sweaty. it's very disappointing. Extremely. Very disappointing. Have a club team as backup. <laughs> It makes it a lot less depressing whenever you have a club team, you know, that successful like Man City coming off the triple. Hmm. Not whenever you're an Everton the fan, they lose Tim Howard too. Oh gosh! And then Everton's just bad. You can't like Everton. You gotta like one of the top six. I mean, Nigeria so. beat uh, what is it? Korea, South Korea, South Korea today. So yeah. that's all I got. They're still wearing those fire jerseys. Yeah. 
I just got a notification saying their jerseys are back on sale. And they had them a couple weeks ago. I was like, yeah. well, to pre-order. Mutual Women's Medium. Yeah, Women's with, the, with the cut a slit down the side like tank top. Right, that's hugging your waist. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely got muscle a shirt uh, figure to them. Yeah, muscle shirt. All right, what's the uh, what's the social media, guys? Favorite? Anybody wants to look us up? All right, social media is at the Tech Foul Pod on Twitter, and same on Instagram. Anything else? That's about it. That's about All right, it. we'll be back. Uh, your, Special you, edition. You guys Special got the edition. NBA draft, so I'm sure you'll want to talk about that soon. Uh, make sure I bring my pillow so I can take a nap. No. Draft in, in the uh, free agency. Free agency. Man. I mean, free the agency, summer league, bro. Summer league. Summer league. Man, this summer is going to be its own season. NBA season, man. More Weird. basketball. More basketball. Yeah. Yeah. basketball. Real never stops. Hope dreams. All right, we'll see you guys next time. All right, peace. Peace. Who do you think is going to win this game? (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Oh, you mean the whole thing because this is the last game? Yeah, one game. game. One game. One game. One game. Two teams. Boston Bruins. St. Louis Blues. All right. Didn't know the name. Only one can be. Who's going to win the game? (laughs) Next time. I think the Bruins are going to win because they're Dragon Ball Z. Last time on Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) (laughs) Vegeta! Piccolo! No!